Republicans are, are using the coronavirus to say, hey, look, this is why parents need more of a choice where they're sending their kids to go to school because some kids were kept home due to coronavirus restrictions. Parents were forced to find some form of childcare or just stay home from work. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. Hi, I'm Alex Hoyer, executive producer for St. Louis on the Air. Before today's episode, I want to take a moment to say thank you for listening and choosing this podcast. Our team works hard to provide nuance on the news that shapes your life and your community. We wouldn't be able to do this without your support. The money you give to St. Louis Public Radio helps fund this podcast. So please go to stlpr.org donate and give an amount that works for you. Your contribution, along with that of your neighbors, is what fuels St. Louis on the air. We're really grateful. And again, that website is stlpr.org donate. And thanks. Today, the Missouri legislature returns from its week of spring break. There are six weeks left in the session. So what did they accomplish in their first six weeks and what's likely to come? Well, joining us today with The Scoop is St. Louis Public Radio Statehouse correspondent Jacqueline Driscoll. Jacqueline, welcome. Good morning or afternoon, I guess now it is. Yeah, we're seven minutes into the afternoon. I'll take it. Uh, Jacqueline, what's been the biggest accomplishment of the first half of this session? I suppose that's who you're talking to. Um, You know, I I would assume that Republicans and Democrats have different ideas of what's been accomplished. But um, certainly COVID liability was something that was very important to the governor that got moved fairly quickly through the Senate. I'd say one of the more um, bipartisan moves is the legislature working on these unemployment overpayments that some Missourians had received um, at the height of the coronavirus pandemic. So they are working to ensure that Missourians don't have to pay back some or all of that money. But obviously, right before uh, lawmakers left town, the Senate and the House both passed their version of the Wayfair bill, which is an online sales tax, which has been a priority for several people in the state house for many years. Hmm. We were one of the only, if not the only, states that wasn't charging this kind of sales tax. I, I think that's a big reason this was such a priority here. Um, you mentioned that they both passed this. Are these versions compatible? They are not the same. There are some differences uh, in, in speaking with both sponsors of each bill. It, it seems as though the Senate feels that their version is uh, a better bill. They'd like to see the House kind of work to get their version passed, but they essentially do the same thing. They charge a tax for uh, companies that have online for people who are in Missouri and purchasing things online. They say that this is going to reform the tax code. That's just, it, it, it simplifies things for Missourians, and um, it puts brick-and-mortar uh, businesses, specifically small businesses, on a level playing field. Okay, so they'll have to pick one of those versions, get these two on the same page, but it sounds like there's an appetite to do that here in, in these remaining weeks. I, I believe so. I, I would expect to see that happen soon. Okay. I understand there was also movement on an increase to the gas tax. Where does that stand? Right. So it just passed, and the same as as the Wayfair bill, it just passed the week before lawmakers moved town, or left town, excuse me. So uh, it's just now making its way to the House, because um, as the legislative process goes, it has to pass one chamber and then go through all the same 
uh, hearings and uh, debate in the other chamber. So it, it still has a little bit of a way to go. It'll, uh, we'll see how it moves through the House. If it moves through the House, it's uh, been a bigger ask in the House. I don't know if House Speaker Rob Viscovo has the appetite for a tax increase. Um, so we will, we will see. I think that's going to be one that is a little bit uh, more of a challenge uh, as where the Wayfair at least a version has passed both chambers, so that appears to be more of a more of something that'll be easier to get done. Okay, so this gas tax, uh, I know you'll be keeping an eye on that. Looking ahead to this next six weeks, what do you see as, as some of the biggest items on that agenda? There are several things. Obviously, education reform is something that's uh, been a priority for Republicans in the chamber. There's a massive charter school expansion bill that seems to be stalled behind closed doors in the Senate. Um, but there is discussion over in the House about school choice, uh, education reform. They've already done a few things in the House, so I anticipate that that'll move pretty quickly uh, through the Senate, and the House will take that up. That is a priority for House Speaker Rob Viscovo. A lot of Republicans are are using the coronavirus to say, hey, look, this is why parents need more of a choice where they're sending their kids to go to school because some kids were kept home due to coronavirus restrictions. Parents were forced to find some form of childcare or just stay home from work. Uh, so that is kind of a jumping off point for Republicans. I also uh, anticipate the police reform bills to move forward. There's one particular in the Senate that um, would essentially eliminate residency requirements for the rest of the state, particularly Kansas City, but also would eliminate chokeholds uh, for law enforcement. And I do anticipate the uh, unemployment overpayments to move quickly through the Senate. Hmm. So that is a lot going on. And Jacqueline, you haven't mentioned the budget here. My understanding <laughs> is they have to pass a balanced budget. Has that fallen off the priority list? Oh, my goodness. No, uh, the the budget is just a sure thing. That's one thing that will definitely move through the legislature. That's why they came back during the height of the coronavirus last year. This is something that will get done. Obviously, a big discussion with the budget um, this year is Medicaid expansion because voters did approve to expand Medicaid back in August of last year. So that's something that's going to be a big you know, contentious talking point, Republicans who have vocally advocated against expanding Medicaid. We're hearing a lot of conversation about, well, with the constitutional amendment that voters approved, there was no uh, spending or funding mechanism. So we are not required to fund Medicaid expansion. I anticipate that will get discussed on the floor um, with more conservative lawmakers. Also, the idea of work requirements to kind of uh, lessen who is able to access the program. But yes, budget is always a priority. Hmm. I understand with that Medicaid expansion, there's going to be some um, big federal earmarks that could go towards that. Is that going to make it any easier in our final 30 seconds here to get that through? I think that that uh, does help. Obviously, more money is more money, but we're hearing some conservatives in the chamber say that's only going to last for a couple of years, and then the state is going to need to come up with that extra funding. So um, money is always a, a, a contentious talking point for conservatives and uh, Democrats in the chamber. Well, St. Louis Public Radio State House Correspondent Jacqueline Driscoll, thank you for that great overview. I know that we'll have you back on as, as this session continues. So thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, Sarah. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.
If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.